Welcome to What Do You Like? It's uh, the side project show, the metal project. I guess it is a side show. With uh, Maria and... Hannibal. Hi. Hello. So, um, we were holding out on this band until we got to actually see them live because they've been on my bucket list. I, I've seen them like seven times by now. My friends make fun of me, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. They are deserving of all the money. But yep. this is Gojira. We saw them in August with uh, Lorna Shore as the opener and Mastodon oh. as the co-headliner. An insane show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that lineup was made me scream when I first saw it announced. It was the Mega Monsters Tour and... The, glorious. Yes. Even the shirt was amazing. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. The Mega Monster tour, like, when they showed it, it was just... Uh, it's so beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, I mean... It's so just, well designed. Just to paint a picture, it has Godzilla fighting with uh, Macedon's, like, little mecha thing, I guess? I it's two different... It. Yeah. Like, they had a whole animation on the screen, and it was basically, like, two monsters, just one of them's doing its thing, it sees another monster, the, that monster gets pissed, they start fighting... And then they look over and they just see it because they're like, no, it's my spot. No, it's my spot. And then they look over and they just see this giant city that's using what used to be their spot. Yeah. And so they start destroying it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> it is super psychedelic, like Mastodon, and it is a environmentalist message, which is Gojira. Yep. And then Lorna Shore. And then there's Lorna Shore. <laughs> I mean... I don't know how they would have fit in Lorna Shore <laughs> into yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, they were definitely the odd man out on that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't change. It's the still fact. an awesome opener. I was kind of shocked that they were the opener. Yeah. I would expect them to be like a headliner. And I was like, you're opening? Can they do a three headliner tour? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, That'd be way too long. <laughs> personally, I thought they were, they should have, well, not should have, but I wish they had more time. Yeah. No, they couldn't. They probably didn't want to because the heat was insane. It was the hottest day of the year out here in Wisconsin. Everyone's wearing black <laughs> <laughs> because no one is... I mean, the only one who didn't wear black was our friend who came with us, and he was smart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and... You know it was hot because every band came out complaining that it was hot. Oh, yeah. And, like, and Will Ramos, who sings for Lorna Shore, had water with him. He's like, drink water. He, he was throwing water at the audience. Yes, like, and it was so nice. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, thank you. I really need that, man. And, like, I think you mentioned that, like, the pit was not as energetic. But I think it was just because everyone it, was hot. It was hot. so hot. But... And especially for that initial set, because the sun was not yeah. setting down yet. Yeah, so people were that, trying, but they were... That pit had to be at least 100 degrees. Like, I, I stared over and I was like, I wish I could go, but I will die if I do that. Yeah, and it did not... The heat did not break until Mastodon was on. And by yeah. that time, everyone was just drained. I, and it was crazy. I mean, I, I did jump into the pit for Gojira, because, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I... I it's way too hot. Also, I was holding your shirt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, maybe I'll go in after he's like, after he's done, and he, I can give him my shirt. And by that time, I was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm sweating. It is steamy. I really don't want to run around with a bunch of 
<laughs> bunch of shirtless, <laughs> yeah, shirtless, long-haired, sweaty guys. But I did like the um, the huddle headbang. Yeah, it's cool whenever they do those. And we had like a little death wall at some point. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was kind of funny to see everybody without their shirts because, like, I, I that's the first time I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> where everybody in unison was like, fuck this. Fuck it's this. too hot. It's <laughs> too hot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did like half the set and was done afterwards. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And they were just pretending to be Mario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <That's laughs> Which we'll, we'll explain later. Yeah. Like, Gujira's set was so hot because that's when people were like fuck it being hot we don't care we're going to mosh and it just the temperature just rose it turns out that movement makes more energy yeah <laughs> which is another uh, that's another one of their messages <laughs> they're like haha we're teaching you <laughs> you're learning uh, uh, yes it's all our master of, plan our master plan to make everyone faint <laughs> I do one distinct thing I remember it was like uh, when Lorna Shore was playing and they would like after each song they would just douse their heads in water and then yep. come back <laughs> yep. and Will like bends down to pick something up and his shirt is just you see it's ribbed with like <laughs> it, it's it's all because every because where he bent and where it's the sweat, shirt touched yeah. his skin it's just like this like it's just pattern of sweat he is just soaked to the bone yeah. <laughs> it looked so hot and i felt so bad for him who, who was it that said uh was it mario that said about the fire in the back did he say i didn't think he talked it could have uh, been joe i know i know one of the drummers oh no uh, it was a uh, brett yeah, yeah or no bran bran rayner I think so. I know uh, at some point they, they stopped the show to just, you know, do their, like, little intermission thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they started making fun, like, hey, do you guys think it's hot? Imagine oh, us. Oh, Brand Daler. That's his name. I always forget Mastodon. <laughs> I know Troy. You can't forget Troy. I'm bad with names. Me if, too. If anyone has learned anything in these podcasts is that I don't learn names. Yeah. It, for Mastodon, Brand Daler is the singer and the drummer. And if you have a hard time wrapping uh, your brain around that... Uh, don't worry <laughs> me don't, too. <laughs> everyone else does. <laughs> I, I can't keep a beat by just tapping my feet. I wouldn't imagine like singing and moving my hands at the same time. It's insane. This whole word vomit is to say, despite the heat, the, every band delivered. They did such a great job. Like, great. It was unbelievable. Like, I went to work the other day, like, uh, the day after, just absolutely destroyed. And I was like, ah, yes, I love that I'm destroyed. <laughs> I love, I, I love metal music. It's so nice. My, Ow. <laughs> I can't move my neck and I can't hear anything, yeah. but I love it. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> that was my first experience with Gojira. It will not be the last. It was amazing. They bring this energy to the show that is not quite like anything I've experienced. It's different, like, and it's not like oh they're better because Mastodon killed it, Lorna Shore killed it. It's, it's this, just different. It's different. It's hard to describe. Well, it's, I feel like it's also like a magnitude to what they're doing. Yeah. Where they they're really passionate about their songs. They're really passionate about being on stage and. That just feeds into the crowd as well. Like, everybody was just going wild for, for Oh, them. yeah. Best part of the night was Gojira's drummer, Mario Duplantier, had a just straight-up drum set. Like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't... I, I think was he. I think he was doing, like, the opening 
to the next song. But it was just him on stage playing, and he is mesmerizing to watch. I honestly think that dude has like six hands. Uh, You can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) Watching him, and so he plays, he does his drum, it's just straight up just three minutes? Yeah. Three to five minutes of him playing drums alone on stage. Everyone is just under his spell. You hear the occasional like, woo, but everyone is hypnotized. It's amazing. He he does a great job at it. He also had the crowd join in oh, with yeah. little skits. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then it, so then he finishes and then he puts his hands to his ear. It's like <laughs> play. <laughs> so so what do you think? And everyone loses their minds. Like they snap out of it. They start losing their minds. And he's like trying to amp them up more. And then he pulls out a card, like this giant sign that says, "I can't hear you." <laughs> And after the cup, like everyone just goes even higher on the decibel scale. He pulled and he's satisfied. He pulled out a card that said, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, Which was amazing. He is so awkward, but he's so funny and I love it. And it's his own little like thing where he's like, oh, they're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we always love it when bands do mm-hmm. weird things. When they interact with uh, the, uh, with the, with the uh, audience, it's like, great. Like, and even if they don't interact, half the time when I go to shows, I'm staring at the drummer because they always have a funny face whenever they're drumming. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Avatar's John Alfredson is amazing to watch as well because he's so, he's got this really intense face on the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also head banging like he's got a really long ponytail like or his head's like half shaved and he's got like a ponytail with it and he's banging his head and his ponytail is just flopping everywhere. <laughs> so I'm always surprised it doesn't hit the drums. <laughs> Might, but he doesn't make enough of a sound. Maybe it's part of the song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's the an extra th- beat there. <laughs> it's the third drumstick. Ah, yes. <laughs> so I guess we need to now, we've sort of given our experience with the show. 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Go it's and see them. Preferably when it's not as hot. <laughs> I, I mean, their songs are good as a recording, and this is like the one one of the bands where I would go like, listening on Spotify isn't the same thing. Yeah. Like. It doesn't do it justice, and like, there's bands out there like, Ghost, Amon Amarth, Avatar to an extent. Their performance, they do performance set yes. like. And then music, and they combine them, and it is a experience like that. Gojira's not like yeah, they have they are playing to the crowd. They're ex- but they're they don't have a show. They're, they're not, not doing a show. Yeah. They're just they are just playing. They're interacting with like to the crowd, but it's not like choreography. Yeah, like it's not. It's not Avatar where they have their little set with uh, Colossus where they all go mm-hmm. to the front and do their thing. Yeah, they like, look, like they have a like each song has like 
okay, now you go over here and you stand here. Yeah. And you go over here and you stand here and then we do this together and then Johannes goes around and hits Jonas with a bat. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, do you want to make it to a band that's more, I guess, mainstream? Slipknot. Slipknot mm-hmm. has an entire show where they got a clown jumping off a treadmill yeah. for the DJ. Uh, they have someone hitting a bat against a flaming barrel. Like uh, a, mo- a monomarth had a sword fight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they bring out Loki at some point. They do. Like this is this is, and we're saying Gojira doesn't do this. No. They've got stuff that related to each song playing on a screen behind them, and it's not nearly, uh, and it's. It's like the same idea, but you see bands like Mastodon, yeah. and that is a whole different experience. I, I, I can't even compare them to another band. The closest that I, I would think is something like Bolt Beat, where mm-hmm. they're just singing and they have the things yeah. on the screen, but even then, just... It's a different energy. There, there's a whole different energy, yeah. Yeah, and it begs the question, how come it took this long? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I did not hear about Gojira until 2019, I would say. 2019, 2020. They've been around since 2001. That's when their first album was released. I think I've been listening to them since 2016, maybe? Still. Yeah, which is still... Like, 2016. That's uh, still, like, 15 years. Yeah. They've been working and releasing stuff like and, and they're amazing and you know you look up old videos from them and they're still equally as amazing which is awesome my <laughs> my theory is is that the world was not ready for Gojira when they first <laughs> released their their stuff like they were a little rough around the edges they were in the underground for a bit and they but you know this is like a band their first album Terra Incognita they released a song called Satan is a Lawyer nice (laughs) you know but like think about that and then think about mars to Sirius. yeah which was only you know that was like seven years later it's insanely different (laughs) yeah it's it's the same ideas just so different and polished i would argue yeah i mean their sound has definitely changed over the years Mm -hmm. uh whereas before they were uh more death metal mm-hmm. uh which they which liked I love. yeah they they know it was great like, uh, esoteric surgery is great mm-hmm. uh, that's such a long song <laughs> but it's great yeah. it's not even it's not even like all uh the way of flesh that's 16 no. minutes yeah i mean e- even the heaviest matter of the universe which is like eight minutes i think mm-hmm. no wait that one's uh anyway point, point is they're great <laughs> yeah they've been releasing stuff at the caliber that they sh- should have been like w- way more well received, and you know, you, it takes a while for people like the fact that they it took so long for them to get across because they're not from the United States. Yeah. If you couldn't tell by the last name Duplantier, they're French. Yes. And it's um, I guess if we want to get into a little bit of background, Gojira was demos st- were originally under the name Godzilla in like 1996 yes and they were founded by the Duplantier brothers named Joe and Mario 
Joe is vocals and guitar, and Mario is drums. They provide all the uh, vision of each album, the instrumental planning. Uh, Joe does the lyrics. He's the one with the vision and the through line. Mario helps with the composition. And then their bandmates, Christian and Drew, plays guitar. And Jean-Michel Labadie, because French, uh, plays bass. And I'm not maligning these guys. Like, we're talking about the Duplantier brothers because they're the ones who are the face. Yeah. Like... Uh, it's like you were saying, um, you know, you found like a thousand interviews for yeah, the brothers yeah. to the one interview. I found <laughs> one interview with both of them. Not separate. Like, they didn't do any... like. I looked at Wikipedia to see like where their sources were because they were mm-hmm. like, oh, he like like a uh, Christian likes to garden, and I was like, where did they learn that? In a magazine that's in French, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know French. <laughs> I can't I learn more about it. I love that that's on the magazine. <laughs> like, yeah. So so what is the gardening today? Like? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do other than play bass? Uh, I like. To garden. <laughs> I like to garden. Which I is mean, amazing, by the way, not. <laughs> so basically, my sources for their like hobbies and the fact that when I looked up uh, G McCall, he has a mo- he had a mountain biking video released uh, he- that he had on YouTube. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so he's a huge adrenaline and sports junkie, huh. um, and so that's what he does in his spare time. And I was like, okay, this is a guy who is in a metal band. He's <laughs> The video, he's like taking videos, and like the first thing that pops up when I looked up just his name is, is mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what he listens to while mountain biking. I mean, probably he's paying attention, so he's not listening to anything. Oh yeah, that's fair. But I know Christian does not listen to a lot of metal outside of Gojira. Huh? Like he listen, he has favorites. He listens to some. But yeah, but he he prefers classical music. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. And he also got the the one fun fact I also saw about it was he got burned by one of the flame throwers during a set Ooh. and finished the set. Damn. All yeah. right. So <laughs> commitment. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they don't show up in a lot of the interviews, but they're equally as important. Yeah, yeah. Like Gene McHale, um, when you watch him perform, he is, I think, mentally in the audience. <laughs> he is headbanging like his life depends on it. He is so physical. And it's hard to, like, out-physical a drummer, but it's, like... He's doing it. He's getting close. It's, you know, because when you compare him and Mario, it's, like, a very close race of who is, like just burning the same amount of, <laughs> burning the amount of calories and that's hard to do <laughs> but yeah he's very physical with his performance and that's i think really great it's fun yeah um, he's having fun yeah. and i mean they're all having fun but it's very easy to see that he's having fun they said in an interview that the duplantier brothers give them what they make they listen to it they give insight but they play it you know yeah. like Obviously, they have a. They've ga- gathered their own opinions. They have like, oh, I think this works better, or you know, another thing. But they're always like, based on what they said, they're blown away every time the guys give them stuff. 
fair, I'm blown away every time it comes out. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, their newest uh, album has the chant. The chant is a great song, and we'll probably talk about it later. Oh, yeah. Oh, that music video for that is so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do they sing about? Because we keep saying they have like this common theme in all of their albums. And right from the beginning, this is what they wanted to do. And it is environmentalism. Which, again, is why it goes back to my idea. They released this in two... They released Terra Incognita in 2001. They were like, the environment needs to be saved. Who's with us? And everybody was... Meh. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care about it yet. Give us 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, suddenly everyone's like, you know what? The environment should be. And they were like... And all the metalheads were like, oh, there's this band. How long have you been around? Ten years. (laughs) <laughs> I also love how this plays into the little like uh, stereotype where usually when you go to older people, at least in my country where I was born, Puerto Rico, and you say, oh, I listen to metal, they're like, oh, the devil's music. And they're literally singing about love and saving the environment. Yeah. So. There's like, and spiritualism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... They are violent individuals at heart, <laughs> but they they re- they represent it in something that they love, which is metal music, and it's always really great to see like so articulate and like intelligent people being like, and I will mosh with you, and I will punch somebody, <laughs> you know, like having an absolute blast at a metal concert, playing at the metal concert, like. And they're like, but let's now talk about the environment. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing, like, how well they have spread their message from yeah. this. Yeah. Like, it feels like they came out of nowhere. They've always been around, you know, over, it's over 20 years now. I mean, I, I found them, what was it? I think I was going on a Knotfest in uh, Florida, and they had Gorgera opening for them, and I was like, what who was Gorgera and then I started listening to her songs and I got to Silvera which is literally a song about stop killing animals yeah and I'm like what is happening why why do I suddenly feel like turning vegetarian (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just there like you know and then you go to the other songs and it's literally about hey we should probably take care of earth instead of you know looking to leave to somewhere else and stuff like that i'm like that's awesome cool yeah like it is such a unique idea to have this as their main subject yes and they don't just like then go and now we will get in our multi-million dollar jet and go on tour they recently in like the last few years did a huge fundraiser in connection to their latest album fortitude um, which is about def- like stopping deforestation of the Amazon and supporting the indigenous tribes there. Yep. They raised three hundred thousand dollars. Which, is, if I'm not mistaken, was done through a lot of auctions mm-hmm. where they actually you know sold instruments signed by them. And uh, and other bands got in on it. I yeah. think like I heard Tool was part of it. Guns N' Roses was part of it. Uh, yeah, I know. I think they were selling like Slash's one, one of Slash's hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. is that is huge, like, that they did this, and, like... Yeah, it's not like it's all talk, it's, they're yeah. actually trying to do and, something. And this is it. not an, uh, it's, it is the most recent thing they've done in terms of fundraising and supporting the environment. They make many contributions 
to environmental environmental causes. But this is the most recent one that they did that they got a lot of um, press about, and yep. and they've always and it seems like they've always been this way. Yeah, I mean, the, it's awesome. It I, is I, really yeah. great. Like, it's really hard to be like, oh, I don't like it. They just sing about the environment. Like, this is, I mean, this, I mean, this is also the band that has a song about flying whales. Yes, uh, which is beautiful. Uh, it's amazing. I, I know it. Just go listen to it. It's like a whole minute of just whale noises, and then they proceed to melt your face off. Um, and then they shout. <laughs> Whales. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> but it is like they put whale noises, they put whale songs in the song. It's uh, incredible. It's it's awesome. I mean, that's the main theme of that album. Uh, and I know. Oh, it, and the album's from Mars to Sirius. Yes. And it also links back to what we were saying, where they've been contributing to uh, environmentalism for a while now. Because I believe for uh, they also uh, fundraise for uh, I forget what the um, oh my god, how do you say it? Uh, the, two words, the, first first syllable. The company that uh, does things. <laughs> Uh, the World uh, Wildlife Foundation? Maybe. They, they do... They fundraise for a foundation that takes care of, of uh, aquatic life. Uh, oh. Mainly, like, dolphins, sharks, and whales. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, these guys are not just fucking about. Like, and I think a part of this... Like, when I was picking up... Inter- looking at interviews that they did, someone brought up... Yeah, but you're putting on performances... And you're jetting around and you're using these giant trucks to carry all of your equipment and Mm. that all uses gasoline. You know, you're not, you're not creating like a zero carbon footprint. So how can you spread this message when you don't, you know, walk the walk? And this was an interview with uh, Kerrang with uh, Sam Law in 2023. And I will, I'm going to read it what uh, Joe Duplanter said verbatim instead of uh, trying to summarize it. That's a fair question and something extremely challenging. Knowing what the right thing to do in life can be very challenging a lot of the time. Trying not to leave too much of a large carbon footprint. Ultimately, we were faced with the choice of stopping touring, effectively quitting, because this industry is polluting, or keep going because our message might be able to do some good. We're not saying that we're out there saving the world, or that our message is so incredible that it's going to change people's lives. But we do have an influence on our listeners. Our message is to be yourself, to do what you're supposed to do in the, uh, to, in the what you're supposed to in the world. And we should have a better world if every single person does what they're supposed to do in their heart when they're good at it. That what makes them happy. Then it'll be better, cleaner, and a more sustainable world. So the fact that they can recognize that they are not above reproach, that yeah. they are flawed, that they are not completely perfect also really feel like that question is just unfair but i mean that's another tangent that i would go on but the thing is there are people who have these causes that do a lot for them and they do great things but then they go they they go yeah but i can still do the things that i'm saying yeah it is not to this extent. This is different. This is different. You cannot like have a zero carbon footprint. It is good to take note that you're not yeah, it's, it's a, a god. 
it's a good thing that they're taking not responsibility, but you know they're they're conscious of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's not something that they're trying to hide. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm this perfect being. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they are the most like the Duplantier brothers are two of the most awkward people I've ever seen in yes. interviews. Uh, but the reason I say it's unfair is because like. Every artist that tours does the same thing. They're still spreading a message. I mean, it is such a troll question. I was watching... uh, My sister and I love Nightwish. Mm. And we were watching a show. We couldn't go to see the show because it had been postponed. And it was Mm. shortly after COVID was kind of being lifted. But the show had been postponed. Yeah. And so we were watching it. My little cousins are with us. And one of them is just old enough to, like, kind of poke holes... (laughs) in like logic and he's going to be an excellent internet troll when he gets older and has access (laughs) because the minute he gets a keyboard the minute he gets a keyboard he is going to be like i'm just asking questions but he said you know like there's they're singing about they're singing the greatest show on earth it's a huge environmental message Mm -hmm. like the band has is very like big on environmentalism and they try to you know be like okay you know oil drilling's bad don't do that like (laughs) earth is dying and he's like but they're putting on this big show and they're using up all of those this like gasoline to get there why are they doing that if they want to help the environment? Because <laughs> walking's hard. <laughs> like, and it was just like, listen here, little shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that's that's how it feels like. Cause he's you can't sm- do anything. He's a small child, so he like, of course that logic fits there. But yes. if you're an interviewer... I, I oh, the like... interviewer didn't ask this question. This okay, was okay. like someone who had written it. Ah, I see, I see. So, no, the the author of the interview uh, for Kerrang! did not ask this question uh, from his own interview. He was like, these are what people have written. And sorry, I, that was not I, clear. I, I apologize. <laughs> you're okay, interviewer. <laughs> no, you're, I thought you're not should... okay, person who wrote it in. <laughs> well, it makes sense that it would be from the internet because like, it, it's like, it's from someone who wrote in because... It is a troll question. Big time. Yeah. Why can't you have a zero carbon footprint? Why can't you spend all that money? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Teleport? Like, yeah, yeah. Or it's like, why can't you have a perfect like carbon neutral car or something? And <laughs> a carbon neutral plane. It's just a paper, yeah. <laughs> it's paper, a paper airplane. <laughs> they can only fly with the wind. <laughs> yes. But the whole point is... He didn't get upset. He didn't get defensive. And yeah. he would be completely valid if he did. For for someone who I've been like kind of riffing on as being like a little awkward in interviews, he's very like diplomatic when it comes to like things that people could be like, oh, I gotcha. He's he's smart enough to like kinda He's like, Yeah, you got me, but Oh he's like, Oh yeah, you got me, but uh do you want me to stop? <laughs> <laughs> And I would prefer to have, to listen to an artist, and I respect an artist way more if they understand, you know, that they're not perfect. Yeah. And there's an interview that Mario did on a podcast mm-hmm. called The Downbeat, and it is hosted by Craig Reynolds, who's from the band Stray From The Path. He has a podcast. It is for musicians he kind of focuses on drummers because he himself is a drummer. If you can see the interview and you're interested in just listening to two drummers talk shop, which I had, 
I enjoyed it a lot. I really like it when someone who is so good at their craft is allowed to kind of just go <laughs> and be like, answer questions about it. <laughs> yeah, to answer questions about it by someone who understands what has to be done to be good at it. Yeah. You know, and it was just a very interesting interview because if it's someone who's just like a music journalist, they're going to be like, so how's... Well, I mean, he did ask, how's the tour? But it'd be all tour-related questions. Like, how are you feeling? Like, Are you nervous? Are you nervous? <laughs> Where's your... What What have you been doing when you're in town? You know, yeah. it's all legit. Which are... That is a different type of interview. Versus this, where I'll imagine, just to compare with what we do, is like listening to two scientists that know what they're doing. Talk yeah. Where... yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, listening to this interview, but he has like a an uh, like a humbleness to him and an understanding that he is not like perfect. Yeah, he's always trying to improve himself, and he has this very I wouldn't say strict, but he's very regimented. He practices for two hours a day when he's not on tour. Jesus. Yeah, and he's like, you know, a portion of it is him just literally doing triplets, like constantly trying to keep the beat going faster. Like that's wild to me because he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> He is probably but one he of the has best to do right that. Now. He's pro- he's top ten yeah. drummers of the metal scene, if not the music scene. Period. And this guy is—I mean, he's not like ripped. I don't think a drummer can. A drummer is wiry. Yeah. Yeah, and he is like probably in incredible shape. And go his his like regimen when he's on tour before shows. He eats two really like light meals. Has a nap, <laughs> you know. Doesn't drink on tour. Like he might drink after a show, but if it's the day before a tour, like he said, he went. They were. He did. He did this once when they were with Metallica and they were opening for them. Oh. And he drank with Metallica, and they drank him under the table. <laughs> And he was throwing up on the next day. And he's like, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, throwing up while drumming hard. <laughs> and the thing is, is he's normal. Painfully normal. And he's just like, yeah, I get up in the morning and then I have breakfast. And it's really light. And then I have like a light lunch and I practice. And then I go to sleep for a minute. And then I go on stage. And it's just like, yeah, it's a normal dude. And this is what you have. But it is... The, yeah, you have to be boring and you have to be regimented to be able to do what he does. And I'm yeah. not, I mean, I'm not saying he's boring, but you know, he, he's not like going around to parties. He's and, not eccentric. No, he's not eccentric. <laughs> I get that. Well, that's still a weird way to frame it. Yeah. But. He's not there to like be a tourist. He's, he's not over the top. He's not, he's not over the top. He's not like, and I think he brought it up too, where he's like, we live in a culture that excess is very like metal culture and the music industry i think very easy to get caught up in the excess mm. which is why he tries to keep himself so you know keeping to this pattern that's cool though. yeah no i i really respect that dedication to wanting to put on a great performance and a dedication to the craft that he does and this is a good contributing reason why he is so well respected again he's amazing go listen to any song yeah Uh, (laughs) the one fun thing about it was the craig reynolds who was interviewing him was just starstruck 
<laughs> really? Yeah. He was he did an excellent job interviewing him, but yeah. he was just one second away of going squee. <laughs> <laughs> It's really... He's like explaining something very intricate and he, he's just sitting there like, oh my god. Oh my god, I'm talking to Mario Dupont here. Well, he's like, tell me how to be good. How, how am I good at jumping? Tell me what you do, teach me. But it was, it was really, I, I, really ha- I really liked it, but I also really like it when, like I said, I really like it when people are allowed to go into detail about why they are so good at what they do. And they yeah. don't realize it. They're just like, yeah, this is what I do. And it's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> that is what you do. <laughs> but the other thing is he respect. He understands the fact that he's getting older. He's 41. Is he really? Yeah. And he was saying he's not sure he can play like esoteric surgery live anymore. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Boxers don't box yeah. until 41, so... Like, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's that, like, realism. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's... and the Duplantier brothers truly are some of the most... Unf- two of the most unfiltered guys <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have heard in interviews. When you listen to anybody, there is a pragmatism when they're being interviewed. Like, yeah. a mask that has to go on that is not themselves, which is understandable, because if you were privy to everything everyone that they actually thought... That would get torn, torn apart most of the yeah, time. Yeah, like, torn apart. So it has to be on there, and it has to be like, how do I say this diplomatically? How do I keep the... It's, it's, how do I keep on track with what I'm trying to say, the point of this, to share yep. with what I'm doing, and... Also, it, it comes back to the idea of, like, when everyone says, oh, well, they said this and they spoke so well. And it's like, yeah. That's and what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. And also, they're not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> they're a show person. They're uh, a showman. And yet the Duplantier brothers are... <laughs> like, they are that. They are that. But they sometimes get really... Like, at least Joe... Gets pretty easily sidetracked. He could have been like out of practice. Time. It was in the middle. It was like during the pandemic when he was getting being interviewed for one of the things like metal injection. That was the pandemic, so probably. He was he was literally in, like, the interviewer's like, I offered to wait, but we are having this interview, and he is calling in from his car. <laughs> He's driving. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'll be home in five minutes, and it's just like. <laughs> right there he's just fighting with the cars next to him yeah <laughs> yeah it, and I mean it was fine he got home in one piece and he <laughs> sat on his porch and finished the interview but he could have just been like yeah wait for five seconds so I can like get home and do it super professional and be professional and no and then the interview took a very weird turn <laughs> cause she just asked him very innocently like why did you become vegan <laughs> and he's <laughs> And suddenly, he's talking about shark fin soup, and he's talking about, like, dairy farms, and he realizes, and he, like, tries to walk, he's like, we just do so many terrible things to animals, and and he's right. Not wrong. <laughs> but the, like, wide <laughs> she just, the poor interviewer is just like, I did not see this going this way. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be a simple answer. Yeah. <laughs> he actually thought about it. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not saying that humans are bad. I don't necessarily feel like a human sometimes. Which is to what I replied earlier with. He's probably not human. No, he's probably not. <laughs> but. So I, that, and it is like a little bit endearing. It doesn't mean that it's, it's just like uh, relatable. I totally go on tangents like that. <laughs> Ask me anything about science and I'll, I'll probably. Yeah. Like it, it also could be like a well done, like kind of play of people going up uh, relatable or because yeah. I definitely was like, okay, this has gotten weird, but who hasn't been there? Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a way to get the, his message out. I feel like it still fits with who they are. Yeah. Especially when you see him on stage. It really does feel like it's four just normal dudes playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just happen to be extremely good at it for some reason. Yeah, like, this is why I think that they're able to get away with having such a, like, project or a message out of left field than what typical metal musicians do. Is because they are some of the best. Yeah. And they are four guys who are some of the best all together. In one band. And they gel really well. Again, go see them if you can. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep fangirling. Don't worry about it. Well, I think, like, it just gets to this idea of it is really fortuitous for them to have, like, the stars aligned and they all were able to meet and they all are very good. And I do think that the French metal scene is that kind of like level because weirdly enough the French are really into metal when I was doing like early like look just like kind of general look a lot of the scientific papers about metal sociology are in French French. huh that's cool I found Dina Weinstein was like one of the first sociologists that really looked at the metal scene as like a topic of study and then Everybody else almost since then has been French. Huh. Yeah. And so that's, it's interesting to me because I'm like, okay, so there probably is like a pretty big metal underground scene. I feel like it's a direct like backwards from other bands that we've had here where metal is probably not a thing that you want to be doing. Well, like, yeah, because we've talked about Russia and India. Yeah. And India, it's not like looked down on, not quite as bad as Russia. But they all yeah. they see it as a phase. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the majority of the bands we'll probably be talking about in the future, as this continues, will all be from Scandinavia. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where they get made. <laughs> I really like that they're musicians who are passionate about what they do. They are kind of to the point of almost uncaring of how they're viewed as long as they can get yeah. They're like their point across. As long as they're staying through to themselves, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is interestingly a topic that they try to get across in their songs, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. another thing I want to focus on is it's not my favorite album, but it's probably the one that I would give the most critical. Me, as if I was going to be a critic, consider it like one of their, is their best, which is Magma. I, for a second there, I was like, is that my favorite album? Do I consider it? Because mm. uh, I feel like a lot of my favorite songs are from that album. Yeah. 
So it's, yeah, it's I'll, a, I'll say. <laughs> it's a tie, for me, it's a tie between Mars to Sirius and uh, Fortitude. Yeah, Fortitude is just up there. Yeah. Uh, like, Fortitude has, does not have a single song that I'm like, I don't want to listen mm-hmm. to it. But Magma. Sad. It is sad. And, the re- and, why, and this is probably why, like, it's not my favorite is because you get emotionally destroyed if you as you listen to it especially when you learn the history of it but it's weird because uh almost completely immerse i would say that uh amazonia the Mm. chant uh most of the songs are trying to bring a problem but they're being uplifting at the same time with their message yeah versus this one this one's just like this one is emotional (laughs) upheaval like from song one and there is like a good reason for this and that is because this was the album that they were working on when their mother was fighting cancer and then when she lost her battle to cancer they she was they were halfway done with it when about halfway done when she died and the song that like was just an absolute gut punch once you like learn more about it it's a sad song by itself but once you like realize it it's called lowlands Mm -hmm. and as you read the lyrics the lyrics start off with start off with you're gonna be okay you're gonna survive you're gonna make it and then the second part is you didn't make it yep and that's hard that is a hard song to listen to i mean it's beautiful and it follows with their next song liberation which is almost like you're you're free because that's how the song ends is you're no longer caught in by this monster you're free and it's hard to just really it's hard to be like yeah i could listen to that all the time yeah and i mean it's like because i did not know that uh and as soon as she told me i was like oh my god only pain makes sense now yeah uh, i mean there's the same environmental message they also go about their approach to you know their their personal i feel like feel like it is a personal opinion of death is that it is not something to be scared of mm-hmm. but that's really hard to keep that thought and keep it and stay that when you're actively grieving yeah as you're writing this these songs and i think it is in a similar it is a more polished presented way compared to like the poet and the pendulum by nightwish and it is a way better presentation than saint anger (laughs) but both of them were those two other examples were done during an incredibly emotional time and like mental breakdown levels of time by those respective artists Uh, saint anger if you don't know is metallica but no even with it being a sad album it's absolutely great yeah Uh, i mean i mean it is truly like so thoughtful and all of their songs are existentialist and like philosophical way about them and for guys like scream singing (laughs) yeah and i feel like that plays into what we were saying before where their show just has a different type of energy even uh, from Magma, I know that they're always playing Silbera and uh, Stranded, which are probably oh, Stranded's very known. Yeah, Stranded. Beautiful. Great song. Absolutely great to mosh to. 
Uh, it is very hard to mosh to because I'm always confused between singing and actually running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's also a very emotional song for them as well, to the point where when Joe was asked, I don't know if he's come around to it since then, but what I read is he, I'm not saying who that's about. <laughs> it's about communication ending of a, in a relationship. And that's all I'll say on the matter. And it's like, Damn. <laughs> it's a hard song <laughs> it is a hard song like it like the chorus is don't lock the door on me you kill me face down dead or something like that that's yeah. hard but yeah now with that backstory that album becomes even better yeah, so well, please go listen to it, it is funny because the way that it was being described was like they were trying to make, trying to, you know, compose songs and like playing songs, and then they would just look at each other and cry. Yeah. Like this is this is an album with grief. Like Which is very right sad, and it. It, it even plays more into how different it sounds uh, since, you know, they're they're coming from very harsh vocals with just a blast beat going on the mm-hmm. entire time, whereas in Magma apart from those few songs that do still do that there's a lot more clean vocals and just slower songs that are just gut-wrenching like Mm -hmm. maria said yeah and they still have it and it's all it's not all like woe is me or you know it's not all like that it's just it is an emotional wreck the entire time which is why i think it is also like one of the most critically acclaimed albums even without that background because it is it's great it is great (laughs) it's terrible that they went through that like i wouldn't wish that on anybody they as they said they took that sadness pulled that energy together and they produced this and that's incredible that they were able to do that again just adds more into the they're absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. like it it go it's just a testament to as a band that they are incredibly strong in almost all aspects that they, how they produce their stuff and how they send their message. And it's almost like they're too pure for this earth. (laughs) Again, not human. (laughs) I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because you guys just seem really nice. (laughs) I mean, granted, it is just in interviews, and it's like, you just seem too nice, and I don't believe it. I mean, we're also saying that from Wisconsin, where everybody says sorry for everything, so... I hate it. (laughs) They they are just... They seem like very down-to-earth guys with weird senses of humor. Yeah. And... Or, like, not weird senses of humor, but... I guess, like, the only reason why that is is that they released a series that they call on Instagram called Evil Mario. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those? No. It's so weird. It's a special <laughs> kind of stupid. I gotta go see this. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a less well-thought-out message from the clergy like Ghost does. You know, how they do, like, <laughs> yeah. behind-the-scenes from the clergy. But this is, like, Mario basically killing all of the other band members they're touring with. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> it is so dumb. And, like, I do love it, but I don't understand a single thing that's going on. I saw one video where he killed uh, Brandaler with a spider. <laughs> with a spider? Yeah, and he, like, does something where he's, like, I guess he's trying to whistle or he's, like, speaking the spider language. Hmm. And he just goes, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> and, like, points. 
It's just the spider is a remote control tarantula. That <laughs> has the same energy as uh, Johannes with uh, his TikTok. Oh yeah, with his like with his little with their little vignettes. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's just like that's a special kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb, but I I do love it. I just it's hard to watch for me anyway. I mean. <laughs> I'll probably watch it later and be like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's so weird. And like all of them are like, oh yeah, sure, I'll pretend to die. <laughs> I like that they're on board. Oh yeah. Because yeah, there's no way that's like off the cuff. I mean, <laughs> improv. Well, yeah, it's pretty improv. <laughs> it's improv, but not fully. <laughs> yeah, they're like, can you just like pretend that you're scared of this? <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. So they have a great message. They follow through on that message they're articulate they're nerdy they're great and their music is kick-ass yep just go listen to them uh it is insane that it took them this it took it them this long to get here to get to the united states in my opinion and a shame hopefully they got a few more more years i have a feeling there's no way they're stopping right now I mean, if they go the way of, like, Metallica and Judas Priest and, um, Van- and like, Iron Maiden, those guys are in their 60s. True. If I think by then, though, they'll, like, at least Joe will probably be founding his own, like, wildlife foundation. Yeah. And running into the woods. I mean, they've already done their own labels a few times. Yeah, so. well, they, they have one in New York. They have one in New York and they have one in France, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and they, like, split their time. Yeah. Like, um... He becomes, like, Steve Irwin or something. <laughs> the French Steve Irwin. What? But he, like, sees whales, but instead when he, instead of jumping into crocodile with, like, alleg- or, uh, crocodiles, he sees, like, a whale. And yeah, just, like, he's just floating with it. And he's just like, yay! <laughs> Riding the whales. <laughs> whales! He's swimming with a dolphin pod or something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I don't see them stopping anytime soon. I think it is they were criminally underrated for a long time. Yeah, and again, every show that they come close to me, I'm gonna go probably. Mm-hmm. The the last show they did out, out in Wisconsin though, that this this tour was indeed legendary. Yes. And if you if you're like interested in psychedelic prog rock or prog metal, Mastodon is there. Great band as well. Yep, and if you're listening, if you're interested in like also incredibly good technical sound and an insane vocal range, Lorna Shore. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, again, that that lineup was insane. Like, it, it, I I don't know how it happened, but I appreciate it. To wrap it up, my favorite song by them by Godier is Sphinx, Sphinx from is Fortitude. Great. The guitar side slides at the beginning give me absolute life. I when that song came. When that album came out, I had that, the chant. Uh, the chant is also fantastic. The Storm. Is it The Storm? I don't think. I don't remember that one. No, I, I must be. Uh, but my point is, is like, I want you to imagine yourself, you're at a concert in the front row of the pit. Yep. And then Joe Duplantier looks at you and he says, whatever you tell us to play next, you we will play. No questions asked. Which song are you going to choose? And it's their uh, last song of the night. That's so hard. I know. 
I know, but that's the thing is I was like, pick your favorite song. And you're like, can I just pick an album? I'm like, so in this situation, <laughs> you can watch one more. You can listen to one more. You got one more song. Uh, I mean, the way of flesh it would be the way I would go because that's 16 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. They probably would have played Stranded and... Uh, well, like, that's the thing is if they had already, they, they would still play it. Yeah. Like, you could listen to it again. <laughs> I don't know, Flying Wells, or... Is the Way of Flesh the one that starts with the drum going... Why am I blanking on that song? No, no, it's The Art of Dying is what you're thinking of. Oh man, this is hard. Yeah, I mean, The Art of Dying is also really good. I'm gonna say The Art of Dying, just because if not, we'll be here for another hour. Yeah. Yeah, The Art of Dying is an insane song. The start starts with a beat that I still don't understand how the drummer can keep it up, especially for how long it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's incorporating into the song, so the entire song keeps on it. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Uh, it's all around just a really good song. If I had another one, it would be uh, uh, Heaviest Matter of the Universe, of mm-hmm. course, because why not? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that, one, that one has a... Oh, I forget how those are called. It's a scale up and then scale down. I don't then, know technical terms. <laughs> I used to know it. It's essentially, the song will go... Uh, it will scale up by... Uh, oh, you mean a key change? Not a key change. Okay. It'll be like a cha- uh, a chain where it just keeps going up oh, one that, note. You're, you're, li- uh, you're thinking of scale. You're yeah, it's scale. literally a scale. Yeah. Uh, it does a scale up and a scale down uh, towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just my brain just goes ah yes I love yeah. this. <laughs> this makes me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it touches all the right buttons, and I'm like ah yes, please keep going. The only thing I would change with that song is if I would make it infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I think if um, one that we could agree on for like the end, would you say? Because that's what you like. That's what I like. One that we have in common would probably be whale song. The whale song? Or Flying the, Whales. Flying Whales or The Chant. Yeah. Yeah, The Chant. I, I wish they would throw like a whale inflatable. <laughs> no, they don't. That's not how they <laughs> roll. They roll but... That is not how Gojira rolls. They do not have time for that silliness. <laughs> but it would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, both Flying Whales and The Chant are great to see live. I would lean a little bit more towards the chant just because it's fun to see everybody sing it. That was fantastic. That um, was, I think, yeah, that was the one I think, I think that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Uh, check them out. Give us a, you know, we'll include contact, like Instagram and email if you want to say hi, because, you know, if you're, you'd like that. We say hi. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye.